0: Biden respects government. He respects people who disagree with him. He listens to them. I think that Joe Biden is going to train us to see the world differently. He
1: plans to usher in a new era of hope and the action
2: he's promising the minute he takes office. We've gone from indecency to decency. He filled that empathy void.
0: There was not one part of that that wasn't just medicine in the wound.
1: Those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town
2: a little of the uh <laughs> fawning over Biden on day 1 uh, that stuff is just commentary it's annoying uh, but uh you know i expect that but oh well, my god when they when they actually had his you know his his press person up there answering questions and all the questions were when's the new dog get there or you know what what uh, what, what what paintings do you plan to put on the walls it was all crap like that and nobody asked any question like hey you just um uh, you just decided to stop building the wall we got a caravan coming what's your plan for doing that we have 20 million illegal immigrants in the country how are we going to stop that from growing or any you know any critical questions on anything it was all just puff piece stuff and i hope that doesn't continue okay that was day one i maybe you get a pass on day one but i hope that doesn't
0: continue right they 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 are original or i'm sorry allegedly are watchdogs the media and to hear him slobbering like that over the new administration is really kind of troubling. Meanwhile, you have Joe Biden, who is a lot of the things they said. He's famously a nice fella. Everybody loves him on Capitol Hill. He's an amiable, uh, go-long-to-get-along, compromiser, deal-maker, backslapper, bit of a hair-sniffer, but nobody's perfect. And, and, and I, think, <laughs> I think he's a decent guy. On the other hand, he is famously—I uh, don't want to say a little dim. Um, he is so congenial and flexible, he lets really bad stuff happen on his watch sometimes. And a great example of this is the critical theory thing that we've been talking about. Critical—some people say critical race theory—but it's a little more than that. But uh, Chris Rufo, he's a journalist and a writer. Um, he tweeted this the other day. Well, it was, it was because one of the things Biden did on day one in the office was he struck down President Trump's ban on teaching, on uh, uh, doing critical race seminars if you're an employee of the federal government. Oh my God. Yeah. That, this is the, if you are white, you are racist. You were born racist. America is a racist country. And if you resist any of our changes, it's because you're A racist.
2: If you deny you're racist, it's proof you're a racist.
0: Right. (laughs) Let me just uh, let me get to what Chris Rufo said. Then I then there's something you really really need to understand about this and why it's so incredibly insidious. So uh, Chris Rufo tweeted, and we're looking for a conversation with Chris. He's a busy guy right now, but. Today, President Biden doubled down on critical race theory in the federal government. In response, I am announcing a new coalition of legal foundations and private attorneys that will wage relentless legal warfare against race theory in America's institutions. The fight is on. And I would point out, the the most troubling part of this is this racist, hateful, corrosive garbage is being taught to our little kids and our high schoolers and our college kids.
2: And uh, I, I do think we have a fighting chance on this because I think educating the public about what it is is part of the problem. As we saw in the debate, Chris Wallace didn't know what critical race theory was. Trump kind of knew. Biden had no idea. Right. A lot of people who are supporting of it or supporting it don't know what it is. They just think, oh, well, we're just, you know, it's like you're. Sexual harassment training you take at work. Don't sexually harass people.
0: Right. Don't be a racist. Don't be a racist. The critical mass of critical theory is the common folks. And you're right, Jack. And a lot of well-meaning people, uh, especially white people, they have bought the labels that the critical theory people employ, racist or anti-racist. Here's what you have to understand. And some of you do already, and I would encourage you, bother your friends about this bore them at dinner if we ever are allowed to eat, dine with friends again this stuff came from the 60s and it was a bunch of just academic agitators who wanted to tear everything down they didn't want to build anything it was just like a mental uh intellectual exercise but it kind of caught on and the idea is this america or well, the western civilization is racist okay it was built by race on racism every aspect of it is racist by definition and when we the the woke left want to change anything and it can be anything from the number of justices on the supreme court to the filibuster to voting systems to mail-in voting to the designated hitter to whether you can eat ketchup on your hot dogs If it came from the racist civilization, it's racist. So if you defend it, you are a racist. So, for example, if Joe Getty, if I say... You know, it seems to me having everybody mail out millions of ballots and then millions get mailed back in. Nobody's sure where they came from or if it was one person voting. That seems like a really that that, that could undermine our our republic. Even saying that is racist because I'm defending the institutions of the United States of America. And a certain number of people say, oh, God, no, I'm not a racist. I'm sorry. I'll conform. I'll do what you're saying because they don't understand how they're being manipulated.
2: Uh, the other example I like is if you're against universal health care, since um, minorities are disproportionately affected by our current health care system, then you're a racist. You can't. You can't want to fix the current system. You have to be in favor of the government health care plan, for instance, or your opposition to that is not economic or a
0: worldview. It's just racism. Well, right, and, and the so-called anti-racists, who are bitter, bitter racists, by the way, they portray themselves as, uh, as uh, unself-interested angels, paragons of wisdom and goodness, and if they advocate something, like Jack said, you know, uh, socialized Medicare for all, for instance, if they advocate it, it is by definition anti-racist, and any opposition is by definition racist and your kids are being taught this garbage in school and being told that if they're white they're racist if they're patriots they're racist if they're pro-cop they're racists you might think you're not racist but you are right
2: and it's so damaging for the white kids and the non-white kids because you're telling the the, the 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 kids that aren't white that those other white kids in the class they're racist they're they, pretending they're not or they
0: don't even realize they are mm-hmm. they're racist their parents are racists they secretly hate you even if they don't realize it, they're trying to keep you down. You should hate them. And you should always, always, always do what we tell you to do. It is a naked power grab. Boy, it and is also, 100% about power.
2: And also sending the message that any lack of success in our family or our neighborhood is due to racism. is right. Oh, that's so awful.
0: That dooms the millions to, to failure and misery. Being told from the earliest age you can't possibly succeed because of the white man. Number one, it grants white people, 99% of us don't give a crap. We want you to succeed. It, It grants white people like ultimate power, and it takes away power from the individual, which is why individualism is anathema to these people. You are not an individual. You are your race. Period. You will vote. With your race, you will think with your race, you will march in line with your race or your ethnicity or whatever. It is, I mean, seriously, if if, if Hitler and Goebbels were here, they'd say, holy cow, you people are good. I never thought of doing it like that. They would admire the hell out of the social justice warrior types, the critical race theory people.
2: Wouldn't have thought you could get it into public schools. If you're interested in this topic, and I think it might be one of the more important things going on in the country right now, uh, especially with the new administration that's uh, you know pushing it, if you're interested in it, follow James Lindsay on the Twitter. He, he comments on it daily, picking out places in America where it's rearing its ugly head. And it is daily. Um, and it's just fascinating to, to, to see his pushback.
0: Well, and listen, I don't tend toward, toward over-drama. I don't appreciate it in other people. I, I think of myself as a realist. But Lincoln most famously, but Washington said similar things. Really, all of our great leaders, uh, white, black, Hispanic, all of them agree. There's no external power that can bring down the United States. Not certainly not in the next hundred years. It's just there's no way. The only way we go away is if we commit suicide. This critical race theory is the suicide. This is the gun to our own temple. I believe that firmly. Um.
2: Do you think Joe Biden understands what it is? I don't think he no, probably does. No, I don't think he has any idea. I think he's been completely fooled. I think he understands when Matlock is on. <laughs> Sean that's that not is charitable. That's, that's ageist. That's an that's, uncharitable that's view. Uh, yeah, Where we are
0: currently. That Didn't, was hate did
2: you listen to the poem yesterday? I feel like you missed the poem. <laughs> yeah, Sean, that
0: wasn't free speech. That was hate speech. Come um, on, man. To echo another one of their attitudes. Uh, a great example of this sort of thing on campus, how insane it's gotten after a quick word from our friends at Car Shield. I remember how it was, especially, you know, when, when Judy and I were struggling financially, a big car repair would come. Uh, Fate would would hand us a a big car repair, and it was devastating. It was disastrous. Don't live in fear like that. Call Car Shield. Uh, Car Shield gives you maximum safety on the road for a low month-to-month cost. They help protect you from expensive. Car repairs, they can save you thousands for a covered repair.
2: Yeah, month to month is the future. The idea of signing up for something and you're stuck with it for a year or two, those days are past, and that's why Car Shield has helped over a million drivers. That's why they're the America's number one auto protection company right now. And you can take your car to your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. They take care of the rest. They got 24-7 nationwide roadside assistance. If your car is going to be worked on for a while, you can get rental car coverage too at no additional
0: cost. Well, that's good stuff. Just go to carshield.com. Use the code Armstrong to save 10%. Uh, deductible may apply. Uh, carshield.com. Use the code Armstrong. One more time. Carshield.com. Code Armstrong.
2: Wow, I was just thumbing through the news. Um, I know you got more on that critical race theory thing, but yeah, we, 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 we
0: mentioned the, uh, the
2: Antifa militants smashing up stuff in Portland and Seattle last yeah, night. Yeah. And tried in a number of other cities. If you've ever been to Seattle and you're into coffee, you go to the original Starbucks because it's a cool thing to do and it's right by the fish market, which you were going to go to anyway. Uh, but it got smashed up last night. The of course. Historic original Starbucks smashed all the windows out and everything like that. Uh, screaming,
0: uh, chanting. Their chant was F Joe Biden. Right. No cops, no prisons, no presidents. F. Joe Biden smashed up the Democratic national uh, or the Democratic uh, local the, office. These are crazy
2: people, and I hope we can all call them out as crazy people now that uh, they're yelling F.
0: Joe Biden. We've been asking the left to call out the crazies on their side for a very long time. Will it happen now? Now that. You can dare break, or break ranks with some of your leftist brothers because you're not battling the evil,
2: evil Trump. Man, we sh- 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 society shouldn't have to put up with that. Business owners should not have to put up with getting all their windows smashed out on a regular basis.
0: Arrest them every single GD time. Charge them every single time. And punish them every single time. It's simple. It's easy. If I go around smashing stuff, I expect to get busted. You know why? Because I ought to be busted.
2: Apparently they're anti-coffee and anti-fascist, said one smart alec Twitter follower. No. Um, but here's a good picture of a big U.S. flag burning. There you go. F. Joe Biden burning the U.S. flag. Okay, I hope we stop ignoring that sort of thing. We don't want Biden, we want revenge, read one sign they were carrying through the
0: streets. I'm sorry, Jack. I I must have misheard you. The New York Times said that they were social justice demonstrators, not vengeful extremists. I'm a First Amendment absolutist, practically, but I swear I'd like to see the New York Times shut down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Open up two or three other newspapers, keep every single person who works there employed, but under editors who aren't lunatics.
2: That's a funny sentence. I mean, I'm a free speech absolutist, but the New York Times needs to be shut down. That's a funny sentence. Well, as a libertarian, um, I accept that I can't always get what I want. <laughs> uh, we need to take a break and get to some other stuff when we come back. Text line four one five two nine five kftc
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Simpsons nail another big political moment in America. There's kind of a thing out there on how the Simpsons (laughs) episodes over the years have predicted the future. They have. Got another one of those coming up. But uh, has anybody ever gone by a Brinks truck or, you know, one of those big trucks carrying money and not at least flirted with the idea of... (laughs) I can
1: give you drawn-out schematics of all the times that I've walked by those things and figured out how I
2: would I, I could get away with it. <laughs> That's a weird impulse, isn't it? It's got to be... Since everybody does it, I think, it's got to be healthy on some level. And we don't hmm. act on it. It's like everybody contemplate suicide at least i'm told by psychologists if
1: if you walk into a bank and you're not casing the joint i don't think we can be friends <laughs> uh
2: i don't know if i do that as much but the, certainly the brinks trucks and my kids do it too but a guy pulled it off the other day in the bronx stole two hundred thousand dollars from a brinks worker who was unloading cash from his armored truck i'm not sure this was the best employee the private security company worker was removing the sack of money from his truck there in the Bronx, two in the afternoon, broad daylight, and headed to a nearby bank when a crook pushed him. Well, he pushed him. Okay, yeah, okay. That's breaking the rules. I didn't know you could push a guy. Yeah, I haven't Wait put a that in that's any of rude. my schemes. Yeah. Pushed him and grabbed the bag and ran off with it. So you um, just shoved him, <laughs> grabbed a bag, and ran off with it. $200,000. And that's Brinks? Yeah. I always uh, see him working in pairs. And the guy that pushed him, they say, is about 5'8", 160. So it's not even a big guy. Wow. He just shoved the dude as he is unloading the sacks, grabbed one, and ran off. That's not very good security. All my plans included, like, you know... (laughs) Exploding cigars or or, or or mannequins or some ho- sort of distraction.
0: <laughs> exactly. Then you sweep around on the right, and then I'll uh, do-
2: melting off my fingerprints. None of them included just shoving a guy and grabbing a bag.
0: Yeah, I, I remember back in the day when they usually included shootings those robbings. and oh, that's totally where I, I'm, I'm never going to hurt. No no no, 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 no. But I've shoved people before. I I haven't
1: lately. Mm. So now, depending on how the currency was broken down for the two hundred thousand dollars. His getaway bag weighed somewhere between four pounds six ounces and one hundred ten thousand pounds if it was all in pennies. <laughs> right, right.
0: So you got to calculate that as the would-be uh, perpetrator. One hundred ten thousand pounds. <laughs> Good news, we got an e. We got
1: an easy two hundred thousand just laying out there for us to take. Yeah. Bad news, it's pennies.
2: Mm. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I don't know if they'll catch the guy.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. There's this whole debate around whether or not you root for the success for a president you didn't vote for. Um, I was looking at some of the uh, stories yesterday about former presidents leaving a note in the desk for the incoming president. Like, happens every four years. And Trump left a note for Biden, and Biden won't comment on it. He said, not until I talked to Trump about it first, but he said it was... Um, Generous, generous said that twice, uh, whatever that means. Um, but um, they did mention that H.W. Bush, who was a one termer, left a note for Clinton and said, you know, we're all on your side. We're rooting for your success, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's this debate around whether or not you root for the should root for the success. Of the person you didn't vote for, Mitch McConnell famously said, "I want Barack Obama to be, you know, a failed one-term president." And boo! I boom. remember
0: there was enormous fake outrage once when uh, Rush Limbaugh said he's not rooting for Obama to succeed. Yeah,
2: and I I get both sides of the argument. Uh, uh, in, in general, my spirit is I root for all presidents to be successful. On the other hand, obviously, it makes sense that if they're successful at implementing policies you don't like, then. Yeah, I, why would you root for that? So yeah, you need to define successful. Honestly, I mean it's such a broad term. What do you mean? Or if they're successful, they're probably going to get reelected. And generally, if it's not who you voted for, you don't want them to. On the other hand, Doctor Fauci is up on Good Morning America. I hope Joe Biden's administration and and all the states involved are successful in the getting the hundred and million vaccinations in the first one hundred days.
0: 100 percent. And, sure and, and if hope they do, I'll give them full credit. Get that thing out. It's been a disaster so far. Although, my skepticism lies in the fact that the problems exist on the state and local levels, state and county levels. Either the plans are dumb or overly woke or, you know, a lot of people are claiming we need more money, but that's what government always claims. Um, and I am very skeptical that some sort of top-down federal something or other is going to get a shot in your arm at your county.
2: I hope they're successful in standing up to China. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, administration said Iran is not going to get a nuclear bomb under our watch. I hope they're successful at that. So there's a number of things I hope they're successful
0: at. Yeah, I hope they're a miserable failure at instituting critical race theory in our schools, in our government, uh, in our lives, in our culture. And to that end, you know, I'm I'm going to switch. I don't know. I can't decide which one of these is best to do. Um, There's a move. at. I like that second one a lot. Yeah, there's a move at Harvard. Uh, well, they've already booted Congresswoman Elise Stefanik from upstate New York. She's a Harvard grad, uh, became the first Ivy Leaguer in her family, the first to graduate from college, indeed. A really wonderful success story. She became a congressperson. She's also skeptical of the election results and was one of those people saying, I don't think we ought to certify it. I I think she was wrong. but So Harvard has booted her off of their senior advisory board.
2: So now they have 100%... Democrats on their senior advisory board, indeed, got like that a at a university,
0: yeah, yeah, that's really, really good at the institution of uh ideas, very nice uh, you can't even lampoon that you can't you can't criticize it because it's so obvious, and there's a move among Harvard students to revoke the degrees of any conservative who is this real disputed the election well, can you revoke a degree?
2: does that matter? No. Can you can no. you can you come and suck the knowledge out of my head? I wonder if they can do that. Do they
0: have a machine that does that?
2: They hold you down and suck the knowledge
0: out. Well, it's it's merely a measure of how stupid college students can be, how yes. incredibly unwise they can be. They're all fired up with their latest hotshot professor's ideology and because they don't have the life experience to know when they've been hoodwinked, they go around spouting the nonsense. But uh, one of the the Fox News guys was uh, going around Harvard asking the students what they thought about revoking degrees. Uh, clip number 56.
3: The Harvard students petitioning to have uh, Ted Cruz and Kayleigh McEnany uh-huh. uh, and Dan Crenshaw's degrees revoked yeah. because of their objection to the certification. What do you think about that? To have their degrees revoked? Yeah. No, I find that really silly. I definitely don't agree with what they're doing right now um, in the government, but I think that's a little far.
1: Is it cancel culture? Is it? Of course it's cancel culture. It's going to be one of the things that makes people too scared to say what they think to have any sorts of debates that are meaningful. The First Amendment says that you have the right to like, freedom of speech, I meaning you won't be persecuted by the federal government. It does not protect you against societal punishment. When
3: students come to Harvard and they yeah. think they're getting the greatest, greatest. education in America, right. are they really just getting one side? Well, definitely you're getting one side. That's, that's true. Huh, that's
2: some surpri- surprising answers. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, and that's one of the reasons I enjoy that clip so much is there is some good common sense there. Uh, there's youthful foolishness, um, but uh, virtually every one of them that cherishes the fact that they'll soon have a Harvard degree and will bring it up in every conversation they have for the rest of their life. Uh, they, the, the idea of having it, but yanked. they'll say
2: they can't go rowing with you because they pulled their hamstring.
0: I was a Harvard rower, but right. like, I'll tell you what, uh, my hammy,
2: <laughs> like rotator
0: cuff or something, tighten up, my, yeah, sure, sure. Didn't you have uh, like a Mexican head in your uh, picture, <laughs> anyway? <laughs> um, so I thought that was some good, solid common sense. On the other hand, uh, David Clements is a law professor at New Mexico State University. And um, he said something about uh, the hypocrisy of decrying political violence if it's only on the other side. And And he is now uh, in serious, serious trouble. Um, he has been, well, go ahead, play Clip 50, then we'll get into it.
3: But what happened this past Wednesday is not being categorized as a riot with an angry people that have every right to be angry. It's being called insurrection. They're being called an angry mob. Demagogues. So first of all, I'm I'm offended that this is the email that you're going to send to faculty when you've been largely silent, as cities have burned. People have lost their businesses, homes. Ah uh, go ahead, do with fifty one. It appears that the university is under a spell of Marxism. 20% of the faculty members out there identify proudly as Marxist. And so what I'm asking for is parity. If you're going to call out violence, call it out. But do it year-round. Don't just wait until it's politically convenient due to what happened this past Wednesday.
0: So, of course, expressing that uh, point of view is uh, he's, he's in the hot seat, as uh, is, is another professor. Love this story. And this is why we were saying earlier, you've got to fight this stuff. They're indoctrinating the kids. Professor Andrew Koppelman of Northwestern um, was writing about a uh, – oh, I'm sorry, he's actually writing about Professor Jason Kilborn at the University of Illinois uh, Marshall School of Law. So evidently, the black law students members had advanced a petition against him, and he writes on January seventh, I voluntarily agreed to talk to one of the black law students association members who advanced this petition against me. Around uh, one or one and a half, uh, around hour one or one and a half of a four hour Zoom call that I endured from five p.m. to nine p.m. with this young man, he asked me to speculate as to why the dean had not sent me the black law student association attack letter. And I flippantly responded, I suspect she's afraid if I saw the horrible things said about me in the letter, I would become homicidal. Conversation continued without another hitch for two and a half or three more hours. And we concluded amicably with a promise to talk more later. I would point out that if you're a law school professor and a single student demands to lecture you for four hours and you have to comply, that's the sort of cultural revolution fear that it starts with that. God, I would say. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So anyway, so again, the thing, I think she was afraid I'd become homicidal. He apparently turned around and reported that I was a homicidal threat. Our university's behavioral behavioral threat assessment team convened with no evidence of who I am at all and recommended to my dean that I be placed on administrative leave and barred from campus. Having full discretion to implement or reject that recommendation and knowing me fairly well, having worked with me for quite a while the past four years, my dean decided that I was indeed a homicidal threat. The university cannot possibly suspend and bar from campus everyone who uses the occasional violent figure of speech. Such metaphors are common in casual conversation. In context, no reasonable person could take his language literally. Um, assuming, et cetera, Even if one did take it literally, a statement was a speculation about the dean's state of mind, not a statement about his own. The this is the modern college campus. University of Illinois at Chicago John Marshall Law School is one of the top law schools in the nation. Harvard, which you're talking about, is well. It's Harvard. Um, and though I'm sickened by the whole elite university thing, I got to recognize they're they're close to the top in everybody's hearts and minds. This is how crazy it's gotten. The, the young militants have everybody terrified on the university campuses. It's amazing. Amazing.
2: Just while we're uh, on that kind of topic, and then we'll move on to something else. There's a um, commentary on the smashing up windows in Portland and Seattle last night. Um Here's an article about it in... By the Mostly
0: Peaceful Demonstrators.
2: MyNorthwest.com, whatever that is. It's a website. Um, meanwhile in Portland, Antifa activists rearranged the glass and exterior of the Democratic Party headquarters with hammers and spray paint. But this was merely a belated thank you to the party that, the, that offered the definitely not domestic terrorist support for the six,
0: last six months. <laughs> That's nice.
2: Rearranged the glass and the painting with yeah. hammers.
0: Well, the Democrats gave them cover, gave them comfort, gave them money, ignored pallets full of bricks being shipped about, that sort of thing. And then, like Alex Jones we were talking about, like that uh, that uh, guy who's suspected to be the Q of QAnon, uh, they've said, oh boy, we thought we could contain the lunatics on our side, and turns out we can't.
2: Starbucks and Amazon are going to get into the vaccination business. I don't know where
0: these offers were prior to yesterday or if there's a reason for that anyway well, and lack of storefronts isn't why the vaccination is not getting in arms is it or they're just going to do their own people they're saying
2: well i don't know i got the details coming up in just okay. a second joe joe yes your vaccination is ready and your hot latte and jabby in the arm <laughs> except it, <that clears throat> mo
0: <laughs> Jolin? Jolan. <laughs> what Are, do you mean joe this says Jolin. Can I get this uh, this vaccination? No
2: whip, please. No whipped cream on this vaccination.
0: Exactly. That's Skinny disgusting. please. Just look at me.
2: Um, and uh, we've got a new track star we should be aware of because we got the Olympics coming up. Oh, this chick is fast. Woo. She's Usain Bolt as a girl, and she's a, an American, which is awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, really excited about that. All on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Cheetos has announced that actors
1: Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher will star in its new Super Bowl commercial, which is, as of
2: now, the
1: biggest news story in the Biden presidency.
2: <laughs> um, so, vaccinations. In Washington, they're getting the help of Starbucks to try to get the vaccine out faster using their unbelievable logistic, labor, deployment, all the stuff that they're so good at with all their locations. Mm. Some of their, their, their expertise is going to go over to the vaccination side in the state and they're going to join in. Probably a pretty good idea. Private sector's really good at that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Nationally, getting lots and lots of stuff into neighborhoods is what they do.
2: Yeah nationally, Amazon is offered to help Joe Biden. Uh, You weren't going to help Trump because I guess you'd get beaten up for helping Trump or anything. They just thought of
0: it on Inauguration Day, Jack. It happens. In a letter
2: written to Biden dated yesterday, uh, Amazon Worldwide Consumer CEO Dave Clark sent a letter to Joe Biden and saying, our scale allows us to make a meaningful impact immediately in the fight against COVID-19. We stand ready to assist you in this effort with our fulfillment centers all across the country, our data centers, blah, 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 blah. Although they also said, and all Amazon employees should get the vaccine ah, so that we can pull this off.
0: So ah, that that plays a role too. <laughs> ah, there it is. There it is. We'll uh, get to handing out those shots as soon as all of our people are taken care of. Right.
2: Um. Somebody had one other thing I wanted to get to, but I'll do this first. So, um, is it the Summer Olympics coming up? I guess if it's this summer, it's probably the Summer Olympics. You genius. Um. You yeah. Figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's in Japan, I think. There's yes. some question as whether or not it's going to happen. Everybody's been planning on it happening, but with the COVID, maybe it will or won't. But I don't know, and I don't even know if this person is uh, going to qualify. But y- y- Usain Bolt, remember when he came on the scene and he just was so much faster than everybody else? He became a world phenomenon, a household right. name as a track star. Right. is hard to pull off. Didn't hurt that his name is Bolt. <laughs> he's from another country. <laughs> well, this girl and I'm not Jamaica. It's only kind of a country. Not. Positive how you pronounce her name, Zaya Holman. She is a freshman at the University of Michigan. Mm. She was a, the biggest star in the country in high school. And in her first meet yesterday, there is video of this, and it's absolutely amazing. And the reason it's getting so much attention and has gone viral on the video thing is she's running the anchor leg of the 4x400. Her teammates... Now, this is the University of Michigan. i got to assume her teammates are no slouches. Oh, no. And they're running against other Division One uh, track athletes. But her teammates have gotten her so far behind. She's like three-quarters of a lap behind when they hand her baton. And she runs around the damn thing and passes everybody and wins the thing. Wow. And it's just when you watch the video, you think... How can one person be that much faster than the other people when they're all good at this?
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. i so, got to see that video. So her name is Zaya. We posted post it at armstrongandgetty.com. We are. We Working are on. going to. Zaya Super.
2: Holman, they ended up winning, and she won her other races in, in walking away sort of numbers, the way Usain Bolt used to do. Running backwards, doing the handstands. Um. They ask her afterwards. What do you call a
0: cartwheel over the, uh, <laughs> the finish line?
2: They ask her afterwards, um about accomplishing such a comeback and she said yeah i did that all the time in high school honestly wow. that is my thing I'm watching
1: it now this is incredible <laughs> it is incredible first it's- of all her teammate was already just kind of half jogging while giving her the baton is like, you, you you okay this is why we're so far behind <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's, it's interesting that a beast can come along every once in a while. Like Tiger Woods was in golf there at the beginning. Yeah. When everybody's trying as hard as they can
0: and it's the and best. And there's of very, best. very little separation between, you know, the best and second and, and third. Yeah.
2: Every once in a while, one person comes along. It's just like way better.
0: Yeah. Weird. Right. It's like some guy comes along and throws a 130 mile per hour yeah. fastball. <laughs> Number one, the catcher would be dead. <laughs> so they would have to deal with that. Just give him an immense mitt and have him hide behind it. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah,
2: I look forward to her running in the Olympics and doing that to the to the Russians. Yes,
0: yes. Merka. Now, she didn't, and I'm, I'm asking this sincerely, uh, identify as a fellow last week or anything. No, 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 no. There's an, okay. No, no, none of that. Because I know nothing about this young woman. Um, I'm just glad she's an American. And
2: I hope she isn't uh, partaking in any uh, substances that would make you faster, like former female track stars have done that were worldwide sensations and then you found oh okay
0: well you were you were cheating is the reason you won all those events hey, she just likes to hang around the paddock at the horse race track <laughs> all right <She's, laughs> uh, she knows some vets they're not jabbing her full of horse <laughs> stimulants no, i don't any. have
2: any reason to think that, that is certainly not
0: case. no to even speculate would be uh, you know despicable
2: joe exotic told tmz he thinks he was just too gay to get
0: pardoned and america wasn't oh, ready okay. for that sort of thing all right that's that's There you go. That's 21st century right there. Yep. If you were a straight fella, (laughs) a a tiger killing, stupid, messed up hitman, hiring, uh, mullet, sportin, Mm -hmm. boss who allows employees to lose limbs, Mm -hmm. multiple boy toy Marion straight guy. Well, obviously you wouldn't have boy toys. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'd have turned you loose immediately there, Joe. Of course. Of course but oh, oh, he can't be- have a gay fellow like you running around
2: No if he was doing the same thing with young women that he was doing with young men he'd never get out of prison under any circumstances Right Yeah come to think of it taking advantage of down and out young women and uh, no no no
0: way like Doc Antle but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other guy from Tiger yeah. King Oh hey this is exciting we don't have time but next hour and if you don't get the next hour or whatever just go to armstrongandgetty.com and get the podcast later they have solved the mystery of jetpack guy around Man, LAX. I love this story. Yes. And it is hilarious. There's a visual to it. We'll post that at armstrongandgetty.com as well under hot links. Go look for it in a few minutes. A lot, a lot of Seattle
2: in the news with them smashing up the Starbucks last night because the, the Antifa crowd hates Joe Biden so much. But also from Seattle, the King County um, uh, government erased Christmas, Easter, and Hanukkah. For taxpayer-funded holidays like International Human Rights Day and Arab American Heritage Month. So no more Christmas, Easter, or Hanukkah, but they have uh, come up with those new holidays that will be funded with various parades and activities for
0: everyone. The West Coast has lost its mind. Mm -hmm. At least certain cities there. Oh, speaking of which, so if I hide eggs and have kids find them, I'm arrested or...
2: No, but there Are will be no, there'll be no parade downtown that's being paid oh, gotcha, for with your gotcha, tax gotcha. money, but there will be some
0: international this or that paid for. Did you know that San Jose is the 10th largest city in America? I didn't know that, actually, and we're huge in the hoe. Have been for years and years. The mayor of San Jose, who we've had uh, bones to pick with in the past, is calling out Cal Unicornia for its terrible business climate. Really? Interesting stuff, yeah. All on yeah. the way, I hope you can stay with us.